Welcome to Street Knowledge with Chris Graham. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Chris Graham. We're going to talk some Fredericksburg Nationals baseball. And we have with us the voice of the Fred Nats, Eric Bach. And Eric, thanks for joining us. It's been a big week for you guys so far. Steven Strasburg making a rehab start. I imagine there was a lot of excitement uh, Tuesday night there at, uh, at the stadium. Yeah, Chris, thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. When we got the news, we heard some whispers of it last week, but we got the news officially on Sunday and then, um, or officially on Saturday, I should say, and announced it on Sunday. And, uh, you know, I about fell off my chair when when I got the text, like, hey, Strasburg is starting on Tuesday. And I was like, whoa, you know, uh, there's a lot of eyeballs on uh, on our broadcast and on the uh and in the stadium, we set a new stadium attendance record that night at 5802 and hoping to maybe break it this weekend if he comes back. But, um, yeah, it was a great night. Uh, you know, he didn't have his best stuff and his best command, but, uh, you know, it's his first time pitching against live hitters since, since June of last year, almost a full year. And uh, overall, his stuff was good. I mean, the fastball command will come back for him and uh, – it was, it was a really fun, memorable night for us here in Fredericksburg. I imagine it was, uh, yeah, the tension, I'm sure, tension or excitement or whatever there might be in the ballpark. Uh, and a great opportunity for the Fred Nats also to, I mean, I know you guys do well in attendance, but just a chance to expose yourself to more people and show, you know, that they can have a good time out there. Absolutely. That was what, we have a game day staff meeting every day. Uh, every morning we have a home game. And the, uh, the kind of sentiment in that meeting was we – Obviously, there's going to be a lot of first-timers coming to the ballpark tonight, and we want to give them the very best experience that we can. And from what I'm told, obviously, I'm up here in the booth during the game and not really mingling with the crowd. But uh, from what I'm told, everything went about as smoothly as it could um, from an operational standpoint. So uh, I think that that everyone was really pleased. And obviously, to just kind of lay your eyes on the World Series MVP, that was what drew a lot of people here, I think. Do you feel more pressure as a broadcaster? I mean, I know you do it every night. So, um, but uh, hey, I, I know that there's some more people probably watching and listening. So I'm going to be on my A game, right? Well, yeah. And it's not so much that during the broadcast, you don't really change yourself, but it's the preparation. I mean, I had pages of notes on Strasburg. And obviously, I'm not from this part of the country. I'm a Michigan State grad originally from Michigan. So obviously, I had watched Strasburg's career a bit from a distance, uh, not as a Nationals fan. So I really kind of had to dig into the nitty gritty of, uh, you know, his career and highlights, lowlights, injuries, uh, all the all the good stuff that that he has done for Washington over the years. I kind of had to crash course myself on Steven Strasburg. And that was a fun, fun experience. I learned a lot. There's he's the guy has done more than you would even know. Uh, just kind of as a casual fan. And it was really cool to kind of, I felt like I got to know him a little bit um, in, in that process. How long have you been with the team now? This is my first season. I am one of two. Joey Zanaboni is our, is our other, he's quote unquote, our lead broadcaster, but he is uh, away in Dallas this week doing the big 12 tournament for ESPN and ESPN plus. So I do all the games with Joey and we kind of split up the play-by-play, but with Joey away this week, it's uh, it's all me on this homestand. So uh, what, what, what did you do in, in sports before uh, you joined the Fred Nat staff? So I'm a fairly recent college grad, May of last year. Um, I worked in baseball last summer with the Moorhead City Marlins down in North Carolina. They're in the uh, Coastal Plain League, which is summer collegiate. 
Um, I believe the Tri-City Chili Peppers are in that league with the Marlins. That's, if I know, that's kind of the Virginia team. Um, and uh, so I did that. I also, this is uh, during the collegiate school year, I work at Lenore Ryan University, a division two in Hickory, North Carolina, doing all of their play-by-play and a lot of the sports information work for them. So I just started in uh, late March here with the Fred Nats. And uh, this is, it's a great place to work. Great place to be. Ballpark is second to none at this level and any level of minor league baseball. So really kind of hit a homer ending up here in Fredericksburg. Yeah, you really did. That's a, a basically a brand new ballpark uh, still, uh, uh, you know, with a fan still learning where it is and how much fun folks can have there. And plus it's so close to DC that, yeah, that, uh, you know, the fans of the, of the big Nats can, can certainly watch the guys on the farm there too. So. Absolutely. Well, uh, let's talk about a couple of players uh, who've, who've been shining so far. And, and first let's start with tonight's starting pitcher. Um, and go, I, I asked you before how to pronounce Rodney. Theophile. Theophile. Thank you. What a season he's having so far. Seven starts, a one six six ERA, three and one record, putting up some nice 51 strikeouts and seven walks. These yeah. numbers jump out at you. Uh, he's, he's been lights out uh, largely this season for the Fred Nets. Yeah, he's been awesome. And he's just a guy that wasn't really on anyone's radar. Uh, you know, he's was here in Fredericksburg for most of last season and, uh, he was the opening day starter. So they, they thought of him in that regard, but I don't think anyone expected this. I mean, the guy is, and he's a menace on the mound. He's physically imposing six, five, two He's just a big dude that's coming downhill at you. And that one six six ERA that you mentioned is second in single A for among starting pitchers, um, and I mean he he really has been one of the biggest keys to success for the Fred Nats this year. They're in a bit of a slide right now. Went fourteen and six in the month of April, but only six and fourteen in the month of May so far. So got to figure it out uh, offensively. But Theophile has been great. He he really has kind of been the catalyst at the top of this rotation that you really can rely on. And the stuff is really good. I mean, it's mid-90s. He's got a real sharp breaking ball, good changeup as well. One of the biggest keys for him is last year he was a, had a four-pitch repertoire, and he shaved it down to three this year, a little bit more quality over quantity. And those three pitches have really developed this season. And I know the Nationals are just over the moon about him because, you know, obviously you got the big prospects. You got Brady House. You got all the big names, De La Rosa, but – the key to success in a farm system is obviously getting the most out of those top prospects, but developing some guys that aren't really on a lot of people's watch lists or radars. And Theophile is that, and he has been a joy to watch this year. Yeah. The diamonds in the rough. Uh, that's, that's what uh, uh, class a baseball is about. Get, get them, get them uh, moving up the, the, the ladder there. You talked about Brady house. He's a guy that a lot of expectations from Nats fans, uh, the first round draft pick, a shortstop, uh, a guy with who can hit for average with power, a good defender. Uh, his numbers bear out that he's he's uh, holding his own so far this season. Absolutely. Uh, he, I was talking with John Watson yesterday, who's the Washington Nationals uh, director of player development. He's down here in Fredericksburg for the series with Salem, and uh, he told me yesterday that Brady sees more breaking balls than anyone in Single A. So. People were throwing him fastballs in April and wasn't working out so well. And now they're not throwing him very many fastballs. Um, I mean, the guy's a pro. I mean, he's 18 years old. He'll turn 19 first week of June. And he's just, he carries himself like a pro. You talk to him, you'd think he was 25. 
instead of 18. Um, and physically, all the tools are there, 6'4", 215. He's kind of a mountain of a man when you talk to him. But, I mean, the bat is really impressive. He doesn't – he hits everything hard. Like, his outs are loud. It's, it's a different sound coming off of his bat. And uh, he hits to all fields. He's – I think – the bat's a little bit ahead of the glove at this point. He has had a couple of hiccups with the glove um, this season, but you know, that's what this is about. I mean, these are the first time, this is the first time in his life that he's playing every day. I mean, in high school, he was playing three games a week and maybe four or five games on a weekend, but every single day it's very regimented now. And especially for those young high school draft pick players that skip college baseball, um, you know, that's the biggest adjustment. And, He's making it. There's been some bumps in the road. I mean, the guy's 18 years old. You know, he's had he, he was on the injured list, missed eight games in the early part of May with a minor injury. But he's back now, fully healthy. And, you know, the the daily grind of it for these younger players is the biggest adjustment. And there's a learning curve for Brady. But I mean, he's a pro and he's going to be a really good big leaguer in the not so near future, I would imagine. Sammy Infante putting up some big power numbers, nine home runs already this season uh, at third base. So a corner position, he's, he's got power. Talk about Sammy's game. Yeah, the two of them, House and Infante, are actually good buddies. They share the left side of the infield. They're roommates on the road uh, when, when the team travels. They, their lockers are right next to each other in the clubhouse. Sammy, uh, 71st overall in 2020, was one of the lucky ones that actually got drafted in 2020 in that shortened draft. So that tells you what the Nationals think of him. Uh, he, they want him to hit for more average. The power has been there. He did have three hits last night, three, two singles and a double those. That's the type of night. That's the type of player that they think he could be. The power has been a really nice surprise, but, um, hitting for average is what they want from him. And he's played great at third base. Uh, he's hasn't missed a beat there defensively. They're looking for him to hit get the strikeouts down a bit and get the average up a bit, but the power numbers have, have blown everyone away for, for Sammy. He's, he's a guy that can be an everyday third baseman at the big league level defensively, in my opinion. And once he kind of gets the average a little bit, he's hitting around 240 this year. I think they want him in the 280, 290 range. If he can consistently stay there, then he's going to, he's going to move up fast. Another, uh, I want to talk about another infielder of uh, Yadiel Pena, 303 average, 417 on base, 12 steals, uh, three homers. Uh, yeah. A nice all-around game there offensively. Talk about what, what he's brought to the Fred Nat so far. He's a switch hitter too, which is a bonus. Um, hitting for power from the – more power from the left side than the right. But he uh, – Joey, my, my partner Joey's big on the catchphrases. He calls him El Vice Presidente, VP. But um, he's – he's is probably the best defender the Fred Nats have in the infield. Um, he can make all the plays he's starting tonight at second base. He's just been flawless there defensively. And he's a guy that's gotten some big hits this season. Um, one of the biggest was a couple weekends ago at home uh, in, it was a double header. And at the minor league level, we're still playing seven inning double headers this year. That's a COVID rule that has remained in place. And uh we were actually the road team. The Fred Nats were playing at home against the Lynchburg Hellcats because of a scheduling quirk with the Lynchburg stadium. And he hit a go ahead home run in the top of the seventh inning, which was the, the last inning of the game to, to win that game. And right now in the Carolina league race, that game is such a huge kind of inflection point for the Fred Nats. So 
one of the biggest hits of the season so far for Fredericksburg came from him, but he's a joy to watch. And uh, it's such a bonus that he can switch hit because some guys have to be taken out of the lineup. If some lefty hitters can't hit lefties and he can just flip around to the other side and hit for, for a high average as well. So he's a guy, uh, a really nice, nicely tooled guy that, that they really like. And then finally, Jeremy De La Rosa. Boy, yeah. a lot of numbers for him. A 915 OPS, 323 batting average team leading, six homers, 14 stolen bases. Uh, the extra base hit, 17 extra base hits. He, he plays, plays center field, so he plays an important defensive position. All those offensive numbers, he does a little bit of everything. He does. And talking with Dejon Watson yesterday, they think he's 20. They think he has the tools to lead this league, the, the, the Carolina League, in just about every statistical category offensively. And he is kind of doing that. I mean, he leads the league in RBIs and runs scored and hits. He's hit nearly 400 in the month of May. I mean, he's really impressed. The biggest step for him next is his uh, defensive prowess. He needs – they want him to – to take some steps in center field, get some better jumps. And he's steadily improved to my eye, at least this year from April 8th, when we opened to today, and he's playing every single day. I mean, this is a guy that's had one day off the whole year in, in 40 games. So that's what, you know, house missed some time and house DHing tonight. He'll usually what they'll do with house is he'll play shortstop two nights in a row and DH he'll always be in the lineup, but they're kind of regimenting him uh, defensively just to kind of ease him into this, everyday professional grind, but uh, JDLR, as we call De La Rosa, um, is, is an everyday grinder. And he's, he's spraying the ball all over the field. He's hitting for power. You mentioned the extra base hits. So, I mean, he's, he's a big leaguer in the outfielder, in the outfield, and to my eye. I mean, this team probably has at least three or four kind of surefire big leaguers in my mind. And it, it really is an exciting time to to be around this this Fred Nats organization and team. So uh, the, this week, uh, this weekend, it's Thursday as we're talking here. You have Salem for a few more games. Potentially, we, we when when do you think uh, you guys might know about another potential Stephen Strasburg rehab? Well, he's tracking for Sunday. That's what the, the Nationals. Now that he started his rehab, he has thirty days to kind of get back to to DC before it's either that or the injured list again. And um, so they're, they're trying to get him on the major league starting schedule once every five days. And so a, uh, an outing Tuesday night means they're hoping for Sunday. And Strauss said uh, on Wednesday, he, he was back and forth. He lives in DC. So he just drove down here, pitched, got in his car and went back to DC. Um, but he, he said it was the normal soreness for him uh, after the day after pitching, which is good. Um, and, and he said to me before the start that the biggest thing that he was, he was more concerned with the two days after the start than he was the start itself. So we're in to day two after the start. I think how he's feeling today is going to kind of indicate when we'll see him again. Hopefully we do see him again Sunday. If all, if everything tracks the way that it's supposed to, but, um, yeah, that's kind of his plan right now. And I think they're, they're really crossing their fingers and hoping for him back here Sunday. I was looking at the weather forecast. It's looking nice today, tomorrow, a little iffy maybe, but fireworks on the schedule for tomorrow night with Salem in town, uh, Saturday night, a, a 6.05 start. And then Sunday, the weather looks great, 80 degrees. 
uh, a 135 start. So um, uh, if things fall into place, it should be another big crowd out there for the Fred Nats. I hope so. If, if Strauss is back, we had 5802 in the yard on Tuesday and I expect even more on Sunday. So uh, hopefully, yeah, Friday and tomorrow is looking like it's a little hazy and we got some rain here in the last hour in Fredericksburg, but it's kind of stopped. And uh, I think we should be good to go tonight. Maybe tomorrow might be a little iffy, but the weekend looks looks really nice to, to come out for a ball game. Weekend looks great. Well, I've got to get out there to the ballpark. Uh, I've gotten great reviews. Uh, Scott German from Augusta Free Press was out there for the Strasburg first rehab start. Uh, he said it's a great place to watch a baseball game. So I've got to, I've got to get my way out to, to Fredericksburg and, and take in the game. We'd love to have you. <laughs> well, Eric Bach, thank you so much for joining us here on the podcast. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me.